So hello, my name's Emily and this is Emily's Escape Pod. Today I'm joined by Mitch Ernesto from um, Mystery Mansions and I'm very excited. I've played one of his games called Scene, which was a lot of fun and very funny. So, uh, well, without much further ado, Mitch, how are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. It's very hot over here today. How, how's Canada treating you? It's good. It's uh, it's a little bit nicer today. It's a little bit windy and cooler out, so it's not so bad. But my basement's always frigid, so I always come here to escape the heat. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> um, so can you tell me a little bit about uh, why you decided to get into escape rooms and what sort of made you decide that's what you wanted to do? For sure. Uh, it, I guess it really all started when I was uh, younger. Um, I loved playing the point and click uh, little flash escape uh, escape room games that uh, were online. So I always played like um, the, all the Crimson Room, the Viridian Room, those ones. And uh, I, I absolutely loved uh, the mystery of time and space. Uh, so that's, that's kind of where it started. And um, it wasn't until later when uh, I think I was watching The Bachelorette with my wife. And they went to an escape room for... Uh, one of the dates and I was like these exist in real life what and I, I like I had no idea that uh, escape rooms were were really a thing and I was like I must I must do this um, and so then eventually one of the first ones came to Regina um, and we had our first escape room business here and at the time I was actually with family doing a haunted house we were running a haunted house here in the city and it wasn't until uh, I ended up going with some friends to this uh escape room that was in the city and it was the 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 curse of the genie's lamp or the curse of the genie and that's the first one and i ended up talking with the uh, the owner of that escape room and we hit it off right away started having uh, a really lengthy chat and uh, i ended up inviting him we had some extra space at our uh, haunted house the following year where uh, he could set up a, a temporary escape room i talked to him like how would you like to do a, a horror escape room and so then we kind of chatted a little bit uh, he said yeah and so we started setting it up and then he kind of was running me through like the back end of everything and i was like this is so cool yeah. um and then we started talking i said hey what what about uh doing an actual and regina doesn't have a scary uh escape room available here what if we and i, I absolutely if you, if you can't tell i love i love the scary stuff <laughs> yeah. um, so i was like what if we uh, did more of a, a horror themed escape room and so he's like yeah he's like i would totally be down for that uh so i started looking on um uh kijiji here in the city and uh ended up finding this ad for a house um and i was like okay so i, I, go I googled it up and saw it it was right beside a funeral home and i was like okay this is uh this is nice uh went in and it was just this creepy old like old old house uh and i was like oh my god this is perfect that and, sounds uh, awesome <laughs> yeah. and so we it, it it all started from there and uh so we ran our first escape room there uh we did we do ours in seasons so we tell a story and each room gives you a piece of the story so that was where we did our first season and so now we're currently at a new location uh telling the story with our second season and scene is actually just a disconnected story that we decided to build that room uh just because <laughs> because we wanted to do something fun and different so yeah yeah no i can see from your website you definitely like your your horror themes um which is super cool and kind of jealous that you're in canada because uh they do look like a lot of fun like <laughs> the physical room so yeah gutted <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the room I played scene has got a lot of fart gags and double entendres, which is amazing. 
Um, me and my partner still have an in-joke uh, about some of the gags in there, which um, I don't know. Um, I don't want to have to click the family-friendly button on this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, so how do people react to that? And uh, are, do people really get into it? Or have, has anyone been grossed out? I don't know why uh, they would be grossed out. But I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. But I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we actually, as of yet, haven't had anyone that's responded really negatively to it. Uh, the one thing that would probably be um, where people weren't sure... Uh, it was a little bit at the beginning where people still weren't a hundred percent sure about it. And it was uh, just that it was 14 a. So with the swearing and stuff that's in the room, that's the only sort of negative response we've gotten is that, Oh, it might be a little too much. Well, we have a trigger warning on there saying that this is, it's got some <laughs> crude content, but yeah. for the most part, most part people go into it uh, thinking that it's going to be pretty scary. And so people have been asking and we, we said, no, it's more like a dark comedy but people get in there and they're not really expecting that because in Regina, we don't really have any funny escape rooms. It's just, it's all like the, the standard themes that you normally see. Um, you got your horror, you got, oh, you've been kidnapped, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, and they're great rooms, by the way, if you have a chance to play any of the ones in Regina, yeah. check them out. Um, but uh, we, we don't have anything that's just funny. So people are kind of caught off guard and then they just like, they're laughing the entire time. And it's, it's the interaction with in person, you have uh, the, the hint system is done through uh, the, the character of Dirk, the game master plays Dirk. And so they're really rude to the people in the rooms and make them do strange things to get hints. Uh, and, and so people just kind of are caught off guard and they respond really well to it, which is, was a bit of a fear of mine with building it, but I was like, I don't really care. We're just going to do it. We're going to roll with it. Oh no, it's brilliant. I, I like, laughed so hard at one point, like Tom had to turn on mic off because he's just like, no one's going to hear what's going on. Cause I was like, it's over. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a sucker for a fart gag, so <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was a lot of fun. So, um, what did you do before you ran escape rooms, and how did that, um, how did that experience help you sort of like build and develop what you've got now? Um, so I, I actually teach during the regular school year. So right now I'm in my summer. Um, so I run and operate the escape room. There's uh, four other partners that operate Mystery Mansion with me as well. Um, but uh, I, I am the manager at the actual location uh, in terms of all that too. Um, so during the school year, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of like, I'll do my teaching and stuff during the day, get all of my, my day stuff done. And then all of a sudden it's just like, escape room brain is is on and I can't stop thinking and so it's like a lot of late nights because tossing and turning in bed and like oh this would be great oh that would be great um so I I still I still teach um but uh with the physical rooms and whatnot we have uh like I said our second location but with the uh, are you looking we're talking more about the online right moving into the online area yeah okay yeah so um I think so yeah for sure um so it was, it's kind of interesting. I also do run uh, pub trivia here at one of our pubs. And um, right as soon as the COVID pandemic hit and shut everything down, uh, a lot of the people were asking, hey, like, are you going to do an online version? Are you going to do online since we can't be there in person? I was like, oh, I haven't really considered hosting trivia online. And so I kind of 
looked it up and Zoom was one of the big topics for our, our division uh, at our school. We, we didn't go with, with Zoom for our division, but uh, people were talking about it constantly. So I was like, oh, I'll check out the Zoom thing. And then I was like, oh, you can screen share. And so I kind of was like, oh, well, I can just do exactly what I was doing with the screens at the pub and do it through Zoom. So set something up for, for trivia. And after the first night I ran trivia, I was like, hey, what if I put a camera like my phone camera on my head and record that in the room. And I was like, yeah, we can give it a shot, see what happens. And so we did some testing and whatnot and actually got our first room, uh, the detective's office, which is a physical room in our location um, and made that available virtually. And it kind of just stemmed from there. I'm like, okay, we can do this. This actually works. I was a little bit afraid. And I talked with a, an, another owner who was like, yeah, I've seen some that have been done in the past and I didn't really like look, like how they looked. And I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot and see, see what happens with it. And uh, super happy that I did because it's, it's only grown for us from here. And so uh, after doing that, we had plans to do the Adventures Club, which is the sequel to uh, the detective's office. But we weren't sure how long it was going to be till we were going to be able to open up again physically. So we were like, okay, let's try making a purely online room in that space. And that's how night terrors came to be, which is our creepy themed uh, online only room. So it's, it's kind of neat because you can only play it online. There is no physical version. So there are some things that we do within that room that if you had it, uh, if you were in there physically, it just wouldn't be possible to do. So it's, it's kind of neat that way. And uh, mm -hmm. so it, it just kind of went from there now thinking it, it kind of changes the whole thought process with designing our upcoming rooms is we want to make these available virtually as well for both plays. So what can we do right off the bat that we're not going to have to make adaptations to afterwards so that it can be played online. So it's, it's kind of cool now that it's like, that's kind of where things have gone is uh, yeah, we have a global market now that we can, it's it's interesting right when we first started offering rooms it, we were we were nonstop busy because uh a lot of other places still hadn't we, we got in like quite early with uh the other businesses that had started offering um virtual experiences i think we started offering ours uh we mostly had it only open to regina in middle of march and then started offering uh it worldwide and i i found uh, actually um thomas's um website um uh, live video escape rooms um that's where i i, I just I, I for some reason i was like you know what i'm just going to google search here to see if anyone's doing this i googled it and then there was an article about his website and then i was like oh sweet and i clicked on that and opened it up and i was like oh there's some people on here i'm like i can add myself to this listing sure so i did that and um it, it was fantastic because right after i did that then all of a sudden we started seeing people from outside of canada um joining in and, and, and booking our rooms. And so we were quite busy. And then once all of the other escape rooms started offering their stuff online as well, we saw a decline in, in bookings. And um, it was a matter of um, probably just uh, not the best marketing on my part. I could have, uh, looking back, that's one thing that I, I would have uh, put a little bit more emphasis into because, you know, so stuck in my ways of like, oh, we're reaching the people to our Facebook and, and whatnot for locally, but how do we address this global market now? Um, but, uh, it, it's been great and, and, um, people still, still booking in online, which is awesome. And it's something that we've already talked about as partners that we're a hundred percent continuing with the online, um, aspect of, of all of this, uh, 
specifically we in our old location we were still renting a bit of it out for uh some some storage space yeah and what we did now is we negotiated to rent up the upstairs floor of the building which is just essentially two uh larger bedrooms and what we're doing is we are creating two online only experiences in that space moving forward so right now the one side i just finished actually moving it from our current location to this new space um, night terrors is now in its permanent home so it, it's got its own location now specifically to be run virtually and then in the other side, we're currently working on our next online only experience, which is a drag queen superhero themed room called DTF and the Fabulous Flamingo or um, Drag Task Force and the Fabulous Flamingo. And with that one, we've actually partnered with a local drag queen here in the city. And part of the proceeds of each ticket goes towards a, um, a home for uh, LGBTQ plus kids who have been uh, maybe kicked out of their homes by their parents and stuff like that. So uh, we're, we're keeping those two. And after a certain span of time, we're just going to keep cycling out like we would with a normal room a little bit faster than we would with a normal escape room uh, yeah. to continue offering fresh experiences for people online, because it's, it's something that I can see being a, a, a new trend going forward it's not just oh we need this during the pandemic now people uh have seen that oh like i'm not necessarily going to make it to the to the uk but i played uh exorcist online there which i never yeah. would have had a chance to do in person more than likely or by the time i maybe would have gone to the uk i it, the room wouldn't have been offered anymore so it's it's cool that like it this has opened up the, the whole world literally yeah. uh, to, to us escape room enthusiasts to, to play all these rooms that we normally wouldn't play. So this is, it's, it's a really, I, I just, I'm very excited about how this has turned out. I know it's, it's, it's basically taking that positive out of the negative, right? So um, we're going to continue to offer these online experiences and then also our physical rooms. We do plan on continuing to offer because what I've got set up right now is that if you, go to our website, you can choose to go to the online or to the physical. And I've essentially got two bookings set up at the exact same time for each room. One is for an online booking, one is for a physical booking. And so if someone books out the online at say eight o'clock, then the physical booking is no longer available for that room at eight o'clock and vice versa. So it's just, it's either someone books in for an online experience or someone books in for a physical experience. In my, my view of it, it just, it kind of is just expanded the amount of potential bookings we could bring in for any of our rooms. So for me, it, it makes sense to just keep offering it online, not just because uh, it, it, it's great to have a bunch of people from around the world, but it, it increases the uh, profit, the, the margin for us to actually make uh, money off of those rooms that maybe wouldn't get filled in person by people that are here. So it's just, I think it's just a, it's a great opportunity for all businesses. Especially the uh, the drag queen theme room, and I'm very <laughs> excited about that. I'm a massive fan of Drag Race, and I've just uh, just just about halfway through Drag Race Canada. So. Oh, I haven't started watching. I need to. Uh, we have to get uh, the TV streaming service here for that one. <laughs> uh, we're waiting. We're waiting until it's done, and then we can binge all of it. <laughs> uh, no spoilers. It's it's one of the best uh, best snatch games I've seen in years. That's, I keep hearing that people keep saying that uh, it's an amazing snatch game. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be all, oh, I, yeah, you're really going to enjoy it. So, um, yeah, you've got that, that to look forward to when you've got time because it sounds like you're very busy. 
So. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, my, my stress level is a little bit higher than it normally is. Um, we just keep deciding that we're going to do a few different things. And yeah, it's, uh, it's summer. So usually a, a time to, you know, recuperate from the school year and, and prepare for the next one. And uh, it hasn't really felt like a, <laughs> I've had much of a break. So yeah, I can imagine. Um, um, but yeah, at least you're not bored. So mm-hmm. I know, that's very true. Very true. I know a lot of people who have, uh, who've been sat at home sort of like, not knowing what to do with themselves, which that's, um, a, <laughs> that's kind of my, my wife. She's a, she's got a test that she can be studying for that. She's got to write this upcoming year. But uh, a lot of times she's like, I'm, I'm so bored. I'm like, well, you could come work at the escape room if you want. She's like, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> she's like, you talk about it more than enough that I don't have to work there. <laughs> oh no. Uh, well, I hope, I hope test goes well. It's uh it's really hard to study anyway. I can remember, when I was at uni, um, my bedroom was the cleanest it's ever been because it was better than writing an essay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so a little bit off topic. (laughs) Um, What I have noticed is um, I've played a lot of escape rooms online and we've managed to bring friends in who haven't actually played any physical escape rooms yet um, who can't wait for lockdown in this country to end so they can actually play them have you have you had a lot of first-time players come through and what have your what has your experience been with um sort of guiding uh new people through escape rooms for sure i actually i think that playing the escape room online might actually even be now, I, I haven't really thought about it too much, but now that you brought it up, it's just like, I think it might be better for people to play their first one online. And the reason for that is because you have that game master leading you through in character, excuse me, leading, leading you through in character, uh, who's there with you 100% of the way. Whereas in, in an escape room we have, like at our physical location, if one of our questions when you book in physically is, and actually I think I have it for our online is, have you done an escape room before? Just so that we know when they come in for the introduction, how much detail we need to go through. Do we need to go through the full list of the locks to show them how they all work or um, whatever it might be. And so with that introduction, we'll try and be like, oh, okay, here's uh, a couple ide- like a couple things that you might expect. Like this is how the general format works just so that you're not going in blind. But people always still struggle in person for their first one. And so we always have to have that talk afterwards being like, yeah, it's it's like your first time seeing something. This is like almost like your trial run. You see how things work in the next room you go and do, you kind of know what to expect and you're going to be able to work a lot faster than you did in this space. Um, but for, for the physical, you have to keep calling in for hints, calling in for hints. And you want to make sure that there's a nice blend between you helping the person uh, and like not annoying them with whatever clue system you've got um, with the online. It's, it's great because you can gently nudge people towards where it is. So for the first timers, it's uh, it's kind of, Oh, that sounds like a good idea. And like, so you let them know, they you're basically finding their comfort level about how much help they want to have. And it seems more natural than having to talk on a walkie talk or on a phone or through an intercom system or having the person come into the room, depending on whatever, business uh, whatever hint system uh, a business has set up so it's I think it's it's even better for that because you do have that like depending on how the actor is is handling that with the live booking the online booking um, it, it provides that natural uh, guiding towards it so that they get to the experience to see and understand how it all works without feeling like 
you know, they're being bombarded with clues. Uh, it just, it, yeah, it just feels a little bit more natural, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think when uh, when we played Scene, um, that 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 was definitely a part of it because we played with um, a couple that only played one other escape room, so it was their second escape room. And sort of like the the hints were were quite were quite um, subtle, but in character, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think I think they were a little bit bit disappointed when we played the third escape room and there was no fart gags. So <laughs> <laughs> it makes a world of difference. <laughs> it does. It's still like one of the, I haven't laughed that hard. I, I keep saying it, but I haven't laughed that half for a long time so <laughs> oh good thank you i'm glad i'm glad i was able to to bring you some joy in the pandemic <laughs> you were it was so it was so fun oh sorry um you've answered most of my questions just by chatting <laughs> for, for sure no. so uh um i did want to ask you to sort of go back to the first question is uh you for said sure. that the uh the escape the escape rooms are in seasons and they all tell a story mm-hmm how do you come up with your stories and the themes for the escape room is there a process there is there a thought process there um and do you work with anyone that sort of help helps guide you or is it are you are you actually quite a creative person for sure um uh i i do do a little bit of stuff on my like i'm just i'm constantly thinking um which is sometimes good, sometimes bad. You know, it keeps me not bored, uh, which is great. And I, I really love writing creatively in uh, all through elementary school, high school, and even into university. I, I love writing stories and would dabble in um, uh, like Reddit's No Sleep, Our No Sleep. Um, and just, I love, I love writing. Uh, but for these, these rooms, that kind of was when we talked about starting our business, we said we want to make ourselves uh, have something different to offer than the other places in, in the city so that we would have something that stands out a little bit. And so we decided, hey, let's create it like a TV show because we're getting into the, it was just as like the binge sort of culture started uh, emerging. I'm like, well, we create these like a TV show and people can then binge our rooms. And that's kind of what people want to do because they, they want to keep knowing the story, right? So if you give them all a story in one chunk, well, then they're done. But if you chunk it out through a bunch of rooms, they're going to want to continue and learn more about the story. And it, it just allows you to create a, a greater narrative and, and really um, dive into that story and create more lore within that. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of the house kind of is what guided our story. This creepy house we, we, as partners, talked about what could the potential story be here before even talking about what the themes of the rooms were, like what we're going to do, what was going to be the, the story of this house. And so we, we tossed a couple ideas around and, and came up with um, that it was going to be about this family who, uh, one by one, they all mysteriously died or disappeared over a long span of time and this house was cursed and stuff like that and uh, from there my dad and I uh, developed uh, because my dad is one of our our partners and he likes to do a lot of creative writing as well Uh, we started developing the story and then would present it to the other partners and we would talk and talk about changes what needed to be made so we actually wrote out the entire story of the first season before we broke it up into chunks of the rooms. So the room design actually came out of the story. And so we would say, okay, this was our first room. It deals with this portion of the story. 
we are going to uh, make puzzles based on this idea here. And so we would start making the puzzles. And if all of a sudden we came up with an idea for a really cool puzzle that didn't necessarily fit in the story, then we would start tweaking the story for it. Um, and so it worked out really well uh, for, for that. And so when the second season came around uh, and we, we really kind of had to move locations um, in, in a hurry, we uh, planned to be, to develop an entire, uh, go even further into the story and it was cut short. And so we kind of had to change our plan and redevelop the season finale, but it ended up working out really well and created a nice cohesive end. Um, so when we moved to our new location, we tossed around again, looked at the space, created our floor plan for where, cause we share the building with another business who uh, the owners of that business are our landlords. Um, we created our floor plan and we're like, okay, well, what, what could we come up with? So we, we kind of tossed the idea around of it being an, a hotel because the, the landlord said the building used to be a hotel, but we found out uh, through some digging that it didn't actually uh, used to be a hotel. Um, but the upstairs store is a jewelry store. And so we started thinking about, oh, okay, well, what could we come up with? And then uh, my, my dad's mom, my grandmother, uh, had some uh, movie materials from this old movie that came out and uh, actually premiered in Regina called the Northwest Mounted Police. And so we, we've taken a few different things and, and created the story based on the surroundings. So uh, it, the season two story has to do with a, uh, a priceless necklace that was used as a prop in the movie um, that went missing and a detective who started searching to figure out what happened to the stolen necklace back in the 1950s. And now we're coming into this building because it's been untouched for so long. And so it, we've, we've basically tried to take what exists and create a story around it so that it has more of a natural feel to it. So kind of a long-winded way of getting back to your answer. Mm -hmm. uh, basically starting uh, with the story and then moving into the rooms and uh, and making sure that the, the story has this cohesive flow to it uh, because we really want our, our, our customers to really get engaged and be like, I want to know what happens next and, uh, and get into that in, in, within the story itself. Oh, no, um, that sounds, yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, I'm, I'm always in awe of people that are creative and you can think like that because I would, I would love to be able to do that. I, yeah, I don't have a creative brain in my body. So <laughs> I'm always like, I was, oh my God, how to, what's the thought process of this? And oh, this is so, how, this is so cool. But yeah, no, it sounds, uh, sounds like a lot of hard work and I can't believe you're teaching as well. So yeah, you must, uh, you must be very organized. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, the org organizing is, is, uh, I guess it's subjective to each person. Yeah. I got, I got a system that works for me. My <laughs> wife doesn't think it's organized, but I think it's organized. Yeah, thanks. It works for you, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, moving forward, sort of as things progress, um, is there anything that you're really that you're really proud of, and that you would keep keep moving forward? Um, and what would you do differently if you had the chance? Sorry, um, this is like the job interview question. No, no, no. That's uh, it's a great question because um, it's it's all stuff that uh, you know. <laughs> just thinking of uh, nonstop. Uh, the I'll start with the the if I had the chance to do it differently, um, I would immediately jump into uh, into creating a couple online only experiences a little bit faster. Um, what happened with Scene is I created a room called Cutthroat within the same space 
as seen because we again we weren't sure how long it was going to be before we would be able to reopen so we said okay we'll create uh, a room within this space so I, I used the space but it was completely different puzzles um, because I said well we don't want to do scene online because we don't want people from Regina doing scene and then not coming to visit us in person after we're able to yeah. open up again physically and I, I looking back on it now I'm like that was a that was that was probably one of our biggest mistakes we should have just launched right into offering scene right away um, because it's such a different experience compared to uh, what else is out there like there's there's a very few uh, super humorous rooms that I've done uh, for online. I, there, I haven't played a lot online, but I like Ready Mayor One. Just the humor behind that room, I absolutely loved. And uh, I actually just played Miss Jezebel. And again, like just two very different yeah. styled rooms than what what I'm I'm used to. And I'm like, I'm so glad I played those because it's it's a little bit out of the norm. But um, yeah, no, um, uh, Ready Mayor One's really good, and I've heard really mm -hmm. good things about Miss Jezebel. We haven't played that one yet. Mm -hmm. Also, I think I think yeah. I think you'll love it. <laughs> I think it's going to be right <laughs> up your alley. Awesome. I um the, the Evil Dead Two room that uh, set oh, yeah. in Seattle. That's um that's that's worth a play. That's a lot of fun. My my dad and I have been uh we I absolutely love the Evil Dead series. Everything Evil yeah. Dead. And so like when we went to my dad and I went to Vegas and I'm like, all right, Dad, we're buying VIP passes to the Evil Dead the musical. We're sitting in the splatter zone. And so we, we did the whole, the whole shebang. I loved it. And so we're trying to set up a time where we can play the Evil Dead 2 uh, online. Oh, no, it's definitely worth it. Um, um, it's, it's really good attention to detail. Um, and awesome. Yeah. It, I, like you, I'm like a massive Evil Dead 2, uh, 2 fan, sort of like comedy horror sort of thing. All this sort of like comedy sort of B movies that sort of came out in the 80s I've watched them all nice. <laughs> much, much to my much to Tom's uh much to Tom's uh disgust and annoyance <laughs> <laughs> um so this is kind of like the last question um and I think it's probably the hardest one but um can you sell yourself to anyone who's listening why should they play your escape rooms above anyone else's they can choose from is it okay if I jump back I the, the um... I just wanted to talk about the what the future holds. Is that okay? Yeah, no, of course. Okay, cool. Um, and then I'll and then I'll I'll sell myself. <laughs> it sounds so dirty. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like Tom was like, "You've got to ask like a hard question." I was like, "Sell themselves," because I couldn't do it. I'd just be like, "Yeah, come and play my game." <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> do it. Come play yeah. the games. <laughs> Damn it! That's exactly what I was going to say. No, <laughs> sorry. Um, no. <laughs> Um, with, uh, with the future holds. Um, so I, I think I chatted with you guys a little bit about this when you guys played, but my, my view of the online escape rooms and, and, you know, just chatting to people who, uh, when we, I was asking people in, in our city, when I was about to offer, uh, our first virtual game, um, the, the response was, oh, well, you know, I, I, I don't really want to play a game online. I'd rather play it in person. And as, as this has progressed, I'm like, it, they're, they're similar, but they're very two distinct separate experiences. The physical, you're in there and you have that interaction with your family and friends or whoever you're in your group with and you're playing in the room, but you really, you're just in the room and you're experiencing whatever is in the space, whatever it has to offer. But you're missing out on that interaction with the live avatar, which in the online games, that's what makes or breaks the experience is that interaction 
with the the um, the game master. Um, and like I've played a, a couple ones where like the puzzles were, you know, they were okay, but like the game master was just fantastic and it made the experience so much better. Like you, Definitely, you, yeah. you don't get caught up in, in a lot of this stuff. It's, it's inter the interactions and, you know, you're actually seeing this person's eyes are in this space and you get to create whatever type of experience you want, whether it be they're acting super scary and they're responding to how you're responding or you go the route of making it just extremely funny and dirty or how, <laughs> however you yeah. choose to, to go. Um, and like, like I said, that was the, the first experience online that I played was that uh, Ready Mayor One and, and Rob there did such a good job responding to us. And, and that's kind of how I view uh, how all uh, the online games need to be is because it is kind of giving you that live theater blended in with the escape room. So where I see online games going is starting to create more uh, experiences that actually engage the interactions with the live actor and make it so that you have the abilities to do that rather than just being solving puzzles you have that live theater aspect to it so focusing more on the story giving you options and stuff to do uh, miss jezebel is an example of where i think escape rooms online are headed um, just how they've done their experience um, I, I think that's that's the, the route they're going and uh, with uh, our, our next upcoming room that's kind of what I've kept in mind is that you have this live avatar at your disposal what are some fun things that you could do with it and really creating like a, a unique experience that you know you wouldn't really get physically you would because we have abilities to do different things uh, with the online which is cool it's like with the, the physical, you have to have the tech set up exactly how you need it to go for it to work with the person in the room. And you have to make sure, oh, someone might break this object. Well, in, in the online yeah. room, you could have all the breakable stuff. Hey, can you pick up that thing? Well, okay, now I know I'm going to be extremely careful picking this up. Or can you pull that painting off the wall? No, it's, uh, it's stuck there. And you can pretend. Yeah. Like, it's great. Um, so there's, there's so many things that with the online that I feel like a lot of rooms... Uh, right now, it's just adapting a physical room into the online version, but more rooms, I think, we'll start seeing where uh, they're creating it specifically from scratch for that online experience. And uh, just talking about like the, the, the dark comedy horror movie theme, creating something kind of like a cabin in the woods uh, did where depending on what you do, it changes up the experience and and. Uh, it, oh. It's something that I've been actually not to, 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 to say that's going to happen for sure, but I've kind of been working on something that would be a bit of a, a live horror movie uh, escape room blend kind of in that same I wrote or idea kind of like there's a few games that I've played that where you the decisions you make you start on a different path and it creates a, a brand new experience for you and like that that's just kind of where I see these online experiences going only getting bigger and better from here. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds like um, a computer game that we played um, called uh, Until Dawn. I was, um, yes, I was actually just going, I was going to, I was going to say Until Dawn, but. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the only computer <laughs> game, well, it's the only game because I'm not a massive gamer, but I've actually played all the way through because Tom was like, oh, you'll love this. It's like one of those crappy horror films you like. And then oh, I was like, so I sat and played for about 10 hours. I only managed to get two people through, but <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I actually, I, uh, I broke my collarbone a couple of years ago and uh, I was stuck at home and I was like, well, I can play this game. And so I, I just spent a lot of my days just playing <laughs> until dawn. 
No, if you if you can get an escape room where it's like that, I will be so excited. I will Ooh. fly to Canada to play if I have to. <laughs> Excellent. I will swim to Canada to play if I have to. <laughs> um yeah, so last question. Um yeah. what how would you sell yourself if anyone is going to come and uh, play an escape room online, why should they play yours? Uh, well, it's a, it's a pretty packed question. And other than Sorry. saying, no, no, other than just saying, play our rooms, do it. Um, uh, what I would say is that our rooms are filled with passion. Um, these are rooms that are created from scratch with care and, and a lot of thought. Um, the game masters that are going to be leading the online games are ones that have, uh, they understand what, the online experience looks like and what we want people to experience. So we get very passionate uh, about that, those interactions. And we want, we do our best to make the experience, not just engaging for the customer. We want to be, we want to enjoy ourselves as well. So we do everything we can to ourselves have a good time. So there's for just from even the puzzles in the room to your interactions with the live actor, we do everything we possibly can to, to make you have a good time, whether it's laughing, uh, being scared, or uh, just really engaging in the theme of the room itself. And we've got a wide range of experiences to play. We've got the funny, we've got the creepy, and mm -hmm. we've got your uh, standard uh, just going through a normal escape room. So lots of different uh, experiences to be had. Oh, well, well, thank you very much. And I'm really looking forward to, um, to, your, new, to uh, your new rooms. This sounds really exciting. Can um, you just give me the details quickly of uh, the Drag Queen um, escape room again for our listeners? Because uh, that sounded like it would be a really amazing room. And also it sounds like uh, it will be, uh, some money will be going to a really good cause. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's... Uh... DTF or Drag Task Force and the fabulous Flamingo. Um, it's uh, going to be an online only room. The synopsis of the room is that uh, the Drag Task Force has all had their powers stolen away from uh, the previous member, Ruby Hyman, who has yeah. uh, taken their powers. And the last hope is to activate uh, a robot by the name of Flowbot and try and break into Ruby's headquarters and steal all of the powers back and stop her before she releases her highborgs on the human race. Awesome. And when, when, will, that, when will that be coming out? Uh, hoping for uh, late, uh, the end of the month. Awesome. And uh, what charity is that going to again? Uh, it's uh, in Regina here. It's called Lulu's Lodge, and it's a uh, home for LGBTQ+. Uh, uh, teens and kids uh, who have been uh, who are looking for shelter oh that's awesome that's that's a really a really uh, fantastic thing to do um so lastly i'd just like to say thank you very much mitch i uh, really appreciate your time and if anyone wants to check out mitch's escape rooms they can go to mystery mansions uh mystery sorry mystery mansion regina.ca is that right yes that's yes. perfect Yes, yeah, so uh, go check out uh, Mitch's rooms. And uh, uh, once again, I just want to say thank you very much for your time and have a lovely day. I know you've still got the whole day ahead of you in Canada, so I hope yes. it goes well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you. I really appreciate, uh, appreciate you giving up your time.
Now, whether you know it or not, 